Thank you for listening to the Habits and Hustle podcast made possible by our friends at True Niagen. So I've been a huge fan of True Niagen for years and I'm excited to share that I've recently began partnering with them. I literally don't miss a day taking it and think if you're only going to take one supplement, this is the one. And here's why, with of course a little bit of added science lesson for you. Our bodies produce a molecule called NAD, which is critical for cellular energy and repair. But the levels sadly decline as we age. A nutrient that can help increase our NAD is a form of vitamin B3 called nicotamide robicide. That's a mouthful, or otherwise known as NR. The most efficient way to get this is with a supplement like Trinogen because it's the best NAD precursor. True Niagen helps support our bodies against everyday stressors that can damage our cells like overeating, drinking, or staying up too late. In my opinion, no one is too young to take it. I wish I had known about this in my early 30s because I would have been all over it. What's most amazing is that True Niagen is backed by 18 clinical trials and has the endorsements of two Nobel Prize winning scientists. Go check it out at trueniagen.com. That's trueniagen, T-R-U-N-I-A-G-N. And we have a special offer for new customers to receive 20% off orders of $100 or more using the code HUSTLE20. Definitely run, don't walk, to scoop some up today. Hi guys, it's Tony Robbins. You're listening to Habits and Hustle. Crush it. Today on the podcast, we have Ashley Thompson. Ashley is the co-founder and CEO of a company called Mush, which is an overnight oats company that is, I'm telling you, I'm I'm obsessed with it. It's delicious. Uh, I really wanted to have Ashley on because she's so impressive. I love her journey. She was uh, very recently, I believe last year, one of Forbes 30 under 30. She is a former Wall Street Goldman Sachs trader who left to pursue her passion of wanting people to eat healthier. She's a D1 athlete. The girl is super impressive. And I really just loved having this conversation with her. There's a lot of great information that people can glean from. I did, and I am. And I hope you enjoy the podcast. She actually ended up on Shark Tank, where Mark Cuban became her main investor in Mush. And like I said, the journey is extraordinary. And I believe if you have a passion and you really have conviction, you know, anything is possible. And um, she's, she's proof. So enjoy the episode. We have Ashley Thompson, the co-founder of and CEO of Mush on today's podcast. And I'm a big fan of, of Mush. It's basically, well, it's basically overnight oats is what it is, right? Yes, exactly. And it's delicious. Yes. And, um, and that's why you're here, right? Basically. Cause I, I, I go to the Expo West. I love food. That's, let me just give you, before I go even delve into you, which is why you're here, I want to tell you that I go to the food expo every year for lots of reasons, um, just based on what I do. And I, I just love food. And I found you guys like years ago. Like, how long have you been around for? We launched into retail in 2017. So oh, okay. we've been around for five years. And but we we were at Expo several years ago, pre-COVID. So yeah. you oh, might yeah. have seen us there. I think then. I well, no, I think I found you like or I, I, I there was other like 
private, like there were investors talking about it. And so I think someone gave it to me or maybe your company sent me some, I don't know, but I loved it. And that was, I think three years, right before COVID, like a year before okay. COVID. Um, so I'm really happy to have you because obviously you, was it your idea that was yes. it? Yes. And thank you for having me here. Oh, I'm excited welcome. as well. Such a privilege. No, I, I'm so happy to have you. Don't mind my phone, but no worries. Um, so, cause you were, let me just kind of back up. So yeah. you came from wall street, you were at Goldman Sachs as an analyst, right? Yep. And so kind of, what is your background? How did, why did you even kind of ricochet into the CPG world in the first place? Like, yeah. give me it some background. It starts like well before wall street. So, um, like a lot of stories, it all goes back to childhood. Yeah. So I grew up on the East Coast. Um, there were five kids. We oh, wow. didn't have a ton of resources, so we ate a ton of cereal. Um, so I have I've always had this obsession yeah. with cereal, and I used to eat at breakfast, sometimes lunch, dinner if I didn't like what my mom was cooking. <laughs> we had a lot of chicken and rice, so I would mix it up with Fruit Loops. Um, and and so three things in childhood um, really impacted my trajectory. The first was. Um, my dad became an entrepreneur and mm. it changed our life. Um, we, we went from not having a lot to having so many resources and pretty quickly. And I, I saw just how um, risk, like taking on risk and working hard um, could really change your circumstances. Mm -hmm. He was so inspiring to me. The second thing is, um, I think I was 10 at the time, my older sister was diagnosed with type one diabetes and it was so impactful to her life, to our life as a family. It really woke us up to nutrition, health, mm -hmm, wellness. Sure. Um, and I became obsessed. I've always been like a super curious person. Um, and became obsessed with understanding how what we eat affects how we feel, how we show up. Um, so I went on this sort of lifelong journey of um, exploring nutrition and diets and all in service of trying to like feel good and, mm -hmm. and be good. Um, and, and so I carried that with me throughout my life. Um, and I ended up going to school going to college in New York, studying math and economics. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I sort of knew in the back of my head that health and wellness was my passion. And I love to talk about passion. Um, that was my passion, but I was sort of swayed by external factors that led me to going mm -hmm. to Wall Street. Um, like chief, money? <laughs> chief among them. You know, growing up, not having a lot and then seeing that you could have right. more. I was driven by that, like the freedom, the, the freedom that finances can give to you or the prison they can put you in. Right. Like the golden handcuffs. Totally. Yeah. And, and that was part of the story. Like I could see there are such golden handcuffs when you work at a place like Goldman. It's like that bonus is like a high, you know, yeah. it like sucks you in. It keeps you going. So anyway, I get there um, and I, was that your first job out of college yes, too? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So I, I got an internship in college, um, made my way. That's like a game of the most competitive musical chairs. Ugh. It's like, you know, 80, 80 students um, or 80 plus students for the summer. And there's probably like 30 seats. And it's like 80 really competitive, really right. smart people vying for these, these seats. You um, went to Columbia, right? Yeah. Went to Columbia. Okay. Yep. 
Um, were the most of the kid? Where were the most of the people from? Were they like Harvard? A lot of Ivy Leagues. Yeah. I mean, a ton of kids from Columbia. Like you're in the epicenter of finance, yeah. being in New York. Um, but like all the top, you know. 20, 30 private yeah. schools um, are, are big feeders into both finance and consulting. Right. And I, I wanted to be in trading because I could see it was like highly competitive, a lot of risk, a lot of reward. Right. Um, I was just always drawn to that. Um, so, And that, probably not a lot of women in that. None. None. Were you like one of the only ones? Yes. And what was cool, and this just happened um, again, like I was lucky in the sense I was hired onto a desk that was run by a man. And eventually um, he left and a woman took over. So she, um, her name's Beth Hammock. Talk about, she's such a badass. Um, she's actually now the treasurer of Goldman Sachs. Wow, I'm gonna write her name down. Yeah, Beth, Beth Hammock, you, yeah. Talk about like Stanford grad, the the fastest talker. I was like so petrified of her. It was funny when I told her I was leaving, like the look on her face, <laughs> she's like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to start an oatmeal company. And like, I, she like did not know how to interpret it. Like right. she was just like, what? Completely shocked. Well, yeah, how, long like, you, how many years were you there? I was there for three years. So I was 24 and, um, I impulsively quit. I have like high impulse for sure. Like when I get something in my head, right. it's like, yeah, boom. And like, I don't really see risk, which is probably why I wasn't going to be a good trader. Like I don't, I don't see risk. I think the way other people see it, I like almost don't see it at all. I'm like, of course we can get this done. And of course there's no issue that will come up. And of course we're going to get through it. Um, That's a great attitude to have though. Yeah. I think a lot of entrepreneurs do. And I, I mean, I don't know what it is about me. I think I saw that in my father. Like he just, he took on so much risk. I was going to ask you, what did he do that he went, you went from like feast to famine? Yeah. Or Famine to feast, I should say. Yeah. yeah. And like, not in any like true dramatic way. Like we weren't food insecure, but I mean, five children and not a lot of resources. So, and that, that's probably one other thing that was super impactful for me. Both of my dad's parents died at a very young age. Like he was on his own at 17 and they both died oh, of wow. health issues. And I could see just how impactful that was um, on his life. Right. Like how how sad it can be um, and, and and truly heartbreaking and how it shaped his trajectory. And I don't think he would change anything for the world, maybe to see his parents again. Right. Um, but like, again, back to like health and wellness and how impactful, like if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. You have nothing, exactly. So um, that was that was also super impactful. But anyway, he, so he didn't go to college. He barely graduated from high school. Again, his mom died when he was 12, his dad, died when he was 17. He barely made it through high school. Um, eventually um, got it together, went to trade school and started working for Honeywell, big corporation, yeah. um, a lot of electrical engineering stuff, what have you. Um, and after a few years of that, I think actually when I was like one or two, he said, enough. Um, I, I'll never be able to climb this corporate ladder because I just, I'm not, I don't come from that background. I don't have an MBA. I don't, you know, right. I'll, there's a ceiling here and I am capable of doing more. Like I believe in myself. So he quit and started his own company, um, designing and installing electrical control systems for hospitals, um, 
any any sort oh. of like commercial building. So all the heating, cooling, humidity control. He does a lot of work with hospitals, like the surgical rooms controlling the atmosphere, um, wow. the air in the room, et cetera. And and he did phenomenally well. I mean, that's it, amazing. It, yeah, he yeah. he has he is like he's my hero. So is my mom. Um, but, but, but he's it, my hero. But you know, you said something, I think that's so true. Like you had a role model that went out there and like believed in themselves. Totally. And I had that mental mapping, right? You did. And then you, yeah. and, and he crushed it. And so you saw that as like, so most people don't, a lot of people don't have that opportunity. No. So of course you're going to have much more, you're much more not risk adverse. You're the opposite of risk adverse, right? Yep. Like you're, yep. you don't see any risk. A risk seeker. So a yeah. risk seeker, I was going to say, that's amazing. Yeah. And so then, okay, so three years you're working for Goldman, you decide. Yep. Like, so while you were there, like at what point were you like, you know what, I'm going to go and start this oatmeal company. Like, yeah. So I quite frankly was miserable there. I loved the, again, I loved the competition. I loved that I was surrounded by really smart people doing really high level things. Wait, I want to ask you something. Where yeah. else did you even out of college, where did you even apply besides Goldman? Was it, or, or did you just apply banks, there? But I was oh. like, I'm going to Goldman. Okay. So that was your I number heard, one. That like, was your number prior one. Prior to college, I didn't even know what an investment bank was. Like, that's not the world I come from. I knew about the stock market. Like I was, again, such a curious kid. I remember asking my dad, like, how does like a company, what is market value and how do stocks work? And blah, blah. I was always so interested in like, right. how the world worked. But going into college, I barely knew what an investment bank was. By the time I was done, I knew that Goldman Sachs was the best one. And that's where I wanted to work yeah, yeah, or yeah. like the most prestigious. And as a really competitive person who didn't exactly know like what fueled me and what my purpose was, it was really the decision making was around like, just do the best, um, like go, 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 for the where, best. go, yeah. go for the, go for the quote totally. unquote best. Um, so I end up there. Um, and six months in, I was like, holy shit. Really that fast. Oh yeah. I'm like, it's like so six months, like huge adjustment period, like so much stress on the system, like sitting for 12 hours a day. I've ne I had never done that before. It was like, you know, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Like be, you do what you're told, like you just a, an interesting environment to adapt Ugh, to. And like torture to me. It honestly is. It's kind of like it is so not designed for humanity. Like it, it like I and that, that's a big theory of mine. Like technology has advanced so much quicker than the way humans have evolved. And there's like a big rub and friction between where tech is and like modern yeah. society and where and how humans actually are meant to live. Yeah, I agree um, with you 100 percent. Yeah. That's so, a whole other podcast, I believe. Yeah, because <laughs> no, I, I totally believe that to be true. Totally. So I um, so where was I? Yeah. So I, six friction. months in six months in, I'm like, I I don't know how people do it here. Like I, this is just so not for me. But so how I, many women were there besides you? Or you're the only not one? Not a lot. Oh, okay. Not, I mean, there there are women on the trading floor. It's it's not like the 80s. Like there are women there and but we're not, not just assistants. But no, not a ton. Um, I actually met one of my favorite females ever, Sarah, who um, now works with us at Hello. Mush. She's here. Hello. Yeah. Are I you also to, a trader? I have to mention it. Her direct counterpart as a salesperson on the trading floor. Oh, got it. Okay. Where'd you go to school? I went to Cornell. 
Okay. So you're not an idiot either. Okay. She's not. No, no. I, 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 yeah. And we used to like, (laughs) we used to like almost like be brought to tears in the bathroom, just like consoling each other. I can imagine. Yeah. It was just like normal too. Cause you both seem like super, like normal. I have to, and then maybe I'm going to, this is like, so like, I'm going to get like such preconceived notions. Yeah, of- <laughs> I, I mean, I was going to say, I better like be careful of how I say this. God knows around <laughs> in today's time, but you guys don't seem like the kind of people I would normally expect to be somewhere like that. Right. Like, well, which is why we weren't supposed to be there. Well, that's why you're here and right now. And that's why we're talking here. about much, right? Because exactly, exactly. Finance exactly. to oatmeal. Like it, yeah. it, there wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't an organic fit. And it, I took a long, hard look in the mirror and was like, wow, this isn't for me. Like, what am I going to do about it? Like, right. what, what do I do? And I could tell it wasn't for me because my behavior Um, was so compulsive. Like I was a servant to my mind. I wasn't a master of it. And like, I, like I, I did everything I could to find an outlet for like the energy that was bottled up inside of me as a result of not being aligned with like my true purpose. And that sounds touchy feely, but I was just like, so wound up because I just wasn't meant to be there. Well, are we even able to take it? Like, look, cause you come here and like your bike, you know, in your like gym clothes, which by the way, I love, I knew right away we're going to be best friends. Um, right. Um, but, and so like, were you even able to like take care of yourself, like work out or like eat properly or do anything because obsessed with working out. So how were you able to, before you started or after I was crazy, I was a complete, like, I will say like completely psychotic. I would wake up every morning and, and Sarah can attest to this, wake up every morning at four 30 and go for five, seven, 10 mile run before I hit the desk. Like wow, truly nuts. I would walk in on the floor with my running shoes. Like I was, I love that. I was so that nuts. was a non-negotiable, even non-negotiable. Back then. Like it was my outlet, my form of meditation. I, I was, I was, but I was compelled to do it. And I knew that that compulsion wasn't natural. I'm like, I'm compelled to do this. I don't want to do this. I'm compelled to do yeah. it. And then I was super regimented about food, but yeah, that's what inspired me to start. Much. Is your name I was- Jennifer? Give it. I think of it. Long lost <laughs> sister that lived in Canada back then. Um, okay, so yeah. this sounds like I feel like I'm interviewing myself. That's Go amazing. <laughs> well, see, I love that we yeah. can relate. Yeah. Um, so I like I knew something was wrong. I probably I, I didn't know how to articulate it, but I knew something was off. I and and so running a lot what do you need when you run energy? Yeah. Like you need energy. So every day I would have oatmeal, yogurt, and a banana as breakfast. You would have that every day. So what kind of oatmeal? This Quaker oats or whole rolled oats. Yeah. I had like a canister of whole rolled oats in my filing cabinet next to my desk. And I would go over to, we had like little cafeterias off to the side of the every trading floor and would just get hot water and I would chop a banana up, mix it in with some, I I'm obsessed with Faye Greek yogurt. Oh, I used to love that too. I haven't had it forever though. It's so good. A lot of people mix mush with Faye and it's amazing. Really? Yeah. The strawberry with the Faye. So good. Really? So good. Yeah. Cause you get like 
the creamy texture, the high protein, that you, that, that's like the, pro, the macronutrient yes. profiles are actually very complimentary. I'm so glad that you said that because that was my issue with, you know, you know, with, with eating it so much was because there was no protein content really in there. And I was like, I was making it like an alternative, like one day I'll have eggs, one day I'll have Got your it. thing. Versus an everyday thing. First thing versus an, that's a good idea. To I sort of view it. it as like a module to like a component to a breakfast. Um, so yeah, I like mean, I can see why you would do that. That would be the smarter thing to do. Well, it's what I did then like oats and yogurt. So I, so smart though. Yeah. So, so I ate that every day and when I didn't, and then I, then I thought like I was so, I was sick of just eating the same flavor every day, like banana with the oats mm -hmm. and I was pretty bland. So I started making overnight oats and bringing them in. But when I would forget, I would be like annoyed and I'd have to go back to just this dry oat, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, why hasn't anyone, how come I can't buy overnight oats? Like, why isn't it in like a, why can't I just go buy it in the but grocery at, store? Okay, not to interrupt you, but I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah. I thought there was a bunch of companies that, like, I felt like there was like a moment when a lot of people were doing overnight oats. Not in 2015. Oh, I guess you're right. 2015, there was, you're probably like, you were disrupt, you were very disruptive, right? Because I mean, there was nobody at that time. No. I'm Cold oatmeal like, was like. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's, it's, it started to, after that, like Pinterest and you know, all these influencers, like they, it became yes. the thing to do. Yes. I'm thinking you're right. Back then it was because 2015, because I've only known you about you guys for a few years. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. So, so I thought to myself, like, why hasn't anyone done this? I really want to do this. I'm going to do this. And that was it. Did you really, did you do any <laughs> like market research? No. Like, oh, but you didn't do any like, of that? Absolutely not. I like, I got some words of encouragement from Sarah. My <laughs> Sarah was like, "Run, <laughs> get out of this hellhole before you can before you become addicted." Um, I and I was like, "Okay, I'm out." Um, no, I mean definitely that. Um, my father and mother were so supportive. My now fiance, extremely supportive. Um, he was like, YOLO, like fucking do it. That's if you don't do amazing. it now, you'll never do it. And like my dad always said to me, you cannot make a mistake before you're 30. It's like, just, just do it. Like stop. What are you worried about? Like quit with the anxiety. Just go do it. Right. You never know unless no, you try. But you, you never were, know. You were so lucky because you had, again, like a really strong support system that encouraged you. Right. He is not driven. Everyone's driven by fear. He's not driven by fear. He is. He has so much faith. Like he I could I I don't want to tell his story for him, but like, I could probably imagine that he's like, if I can get through losing both my parents at 17, like there's nothing I can't get through. Right. You and can that start mentality, an oatmeal company. Yeah, like, you can go make oats. Like yeah. you're going to be okay. And like, if you're not like, I'm still your dad, I'm going to be here for you. Exactly. And I had saved, I had saved a bunch of money. Right. Cause you were probably making so much money. So much money. Like, how much I, did they I saved start? 80 grand how in much three they, years. Really? Yeah. So how much did they start you six there? Six figures. So, right. So you were at rate 24 making six figures. And yeah. your boyfriend at the time, what was he doing? What was he doing? So he was working for his family company, but he, um, then, uh, decided to leave that and become, he became a Navy SEAL. So that's how we ended up in San Diego. Oh my God. You're like, you, oh my God, that's so amazing. <laughs> I love you now he, more. Really? So you're the Navy. I'm like a, a, he's a with those people. He's a badass. 
he's a Navy SEAL. Which well, is he now like, he works at Mush. His but name, he was a Navy SEAL. Yeah, he what, was a Navy SEAL. He was on was Team he in? One oh, okay. in in San Diego. Really? Yeah. He he's crazy. He's amazing. Yeah. He he's a he's been an instrumental part of my journey for the last seven years. I would say that's like, amazing. without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. He's so he has like the strongest mind of anyone I know. Oh, you have to be a I mean, that's like yeah, next. You, you, you either have to have a screw loose or you have to have a really strong mind. A hundred percent. Like the, you have to either one. Like and I I mean, maybe even it's a fine line. Maybe it's like yeah, teetering it on both. Oh, right? yeah. He he it comes out every now and again. I'm like, oh, you're actually nuts. So team one would be what's the team one compared to uh, SEAL Team 6 and all that other So SEAL Team 6, um, that's, um, what do they call it? Something Dev, Dev Group yeah, or Def something? Yeah, DEF CON, DEF isn't that? I think Dev Group. I don't God, know, I'm going to I'm like, to you. I'm terrible with memory. And now I'm questioning if it was Team 1 or Team 3. I know it was the either difference? 1 or 3. There's 12 teams and the odd teams are based in San Diego. The even teams are based in Virginia. Oh, okay, right. I'm pretty sure it was team one, um, but dev group team six there. So it's like you become Navy SEAL and like then of the Navy SEALs, like the cream of those guys, the cream rises to the top and those are the ones who go to SEAL team six. Yeah. But my um, fiance, he got injured had a really bad surgery. Oh. He broke his wrist on a Zodiac, like one of the boats. He was at like the front of the boat holding it down and a wave crash and he broke his wrist and they had a, they botched the surgery, unfortunately. And now he has to get a fusion. It's like a whole thing. But anyway, he was, he was done. Like, I think he acknowledged he, he had something to prove. So he got through the program and once he got through it, he was unfulfilled. He was like, I don't, I actually don't want to like kill people. Like I get, right. I, I, I love serving this country. He has a unique story. His parents are from Ecuador. He was born in Miami. He's, he's got this like extreme patriotism. So, um, grateful for growing up in the country that, that, um, we do. And so like had this romantic idea of it. His grandfather was the head of the air force in Ecuador and became like president or something like some crazy story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, he, so he just, he eventually realized that it wasn't for right. him. He was able, it was more of like a, it was to see if he could do it basically. Exactly. And then once he did it, he was like, what's next? Next one. Yeah. And he hated living in that. I, I think that's something that everyone like, I think I would encourage people to reflect on that, that if you can constantly find yourself wondering what's next, you're unfulfilled. Yeah. Cause what's next is like today, like being present in the moment. If, if, if you're truly happy and aligned to like what it is you're doing, of course, you'll always think about like, what are my goals? But you have to have two free two feet in the present and be really grateful for where you're at today. That's a great point. I, yeah. I that's a very good point. That's very true because you're always. That, I think there are people out there who are though constantly just searchers. They're always searching because yeah. they're never. There, there's something like empty happening. Something within missing. Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No matter what they have in their present moment. Totally. Right. Totally. Um, and that's how he felt, and he he thought like, I don't like feeling this way. And so he eventually, he got out medically discharged and he started working at Mush. What, what does he do at Mush now? He's our COO. 
He's the most resourceful person ever. We just built out a manufacturing facility in Salt Lake and he did it on like a shoestring budget. Amazing. Yeah, he's he's incredible. How many employees do you guys have now? So with the facility, we have over 125 people. Wow. Yeah, but in, in HQ, we're climbing to like 26. We'll be at 30 probably by the end of the year. That's incredible. Yeah, it's a fun, it's been a fun journey. That's amazing. Okay, so yeah, I want to hear the journey. Yeah. So basically then you're <laughs> like, we're getting all these tangents. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So then basically you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm leaving. Did you, did you have a plan at all? Or you're just like, I'm going to leave and I'm going to figure it out once I leave Goldman. The, I truly did not have any real plan. No planning was not in my nature. It was, I was really driven by vision and impulse and, um, yeah, I, I, I like, I'm not a, a process oriented person. I, I don't like stick to plans. I'm very much so more of a wanderer, mm -hmm. I think. And, um, like to, like, I, I think one of my superpowers is like, seeing dots, connecting those dots, et cetera. Um, so I, I could, what I did have was like a really, um, crystal clear vision for mush, mm -hmm. but what I didn't have was a plan on how to achieve. Right, right, right. It makes sense. But that's me. what I've had to learn along right. the way. And I think that that's been a huge learning curve for me. Just like, like in order to execute, there's, there's sequencing, there's process, there's a lot that goes into it beyond just having the vision. Like I, I'm, I can dream really big, but you have to start small. And I think that was one of, um, you know, one of the things that enabled us to just get off the ground, like a ton of humility. You go from like making six figures, sitting in this cozy, you know, uh, one of the most beautiful office buildings in Manhattan, you know, friends, whatever, um, to, quite literally making and selling oats out of my kitchen into farmer's markets with people telling me that I was crazy. <laughs> right. Is that, and that's exactly it, right? Like Exactly. I mean, people were like, what? Like they didn't even understand the concept. I, I had people come up to me and like, is it garlic? Like, what is this? Like, what are you doing? Like, it was, it was wild. It was a wild journey. And again, it's like that vision and being steadfast with like, no, this is going to work. I know it's going to work. Right. It's like that gut and intuition, which I think I've always, I've had to some degree. So then did you start, like you said, in your kitchen, did you have a recipe to follow? Heck no. No. So like, how did you like, so like, what did you do? You just basically were like one, you quit one day, the next day you're like, are you just making it and putting it in the fridge and check and see making if it tastes a com good? A complete, yes. Like <laughs> making a complete mess in the kitchen. The first product um, had yogurt in it. So like, I like literally made the concoction that I was making at Goldman with the yogurt or what have you. And that was the first version. And I gave it to a couple of people to try and they're like, this is so gross. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, okay, I gotta figure this out. But so the beauty of starting in farmer's markets, which are, God bless everyone who's ever sold anything in a farmer's market. Yeah. It is so intense. It's like, a hard business. It is, it's, it's hard. It looks hard. Oh. I like, I would, I have like PTSD from farmers. I can imagine you got to set up every day. You got to break the, down. The setup is, so, and thank God, oh. I've always been a very physical person. Like it was so physical, so, so physical. It got to the point where we were making the product and selling it. And we didn't, we had a very short shelf life in the beginning. So we had to make it and then sell it. 
And if you didn't, what, what a, you probably had to Wait, waste a lot. No. So we got clever. I mean, truly resourceful. We were nuts. Any product that didn't sell that we knew was going to expire out, we started to bake with it. And at the farmer's markets, we would sell like these muffins made with mush that was left over that would have expired. And people like were more thrilled about the muffins than the mush. But I was like, I was so dead set on. Yeah. And I like, I think about it now. I'm like, should we have done the muffins? Like, yeah, should we have scaled that? And maybe, maybe down the line, but no, like, why didn't you though? Um, I see a bigger vision for what we have today. I think like spoonable nutrition. It's like, it's like the yogurt version of like oatmeal in yogurt form essentially. And I just think that's a much bigger opportunity. There's a lot more consumption and occasions to drive there than like a traditional muffin. Really? Muffin. I would th- I mean, this is your world and I'm cu- that's why I'm, you're here, right? Like, yeah. I, yeah. The numbers are interesting. I yeah. mean, can I, you talk about that? Like I, I'm just very curious because everyone could just grab and go a muffin, you know, with a, with your product, you need a spoon, like you said, and it's much more, it can be messier than just like eating and going or. It, that That's true. And um, a shelf life but too. But like people, so muffins are, I mean, they're usually eaten for breakfast. The cool thing about mush is people are eating it for breakfast as a pre or post-workout snack. It has more of a health halo, I would say. Definitely they that. Ha- they have it for dessert, like the chocolate. People are constantly saying like, this has become my new dessert. Why? Because it's carbs and fat, um, like a little bit of totally. healthy fat, which mimics ice cream, but it's like less you feel it's, it's like satiating. permissible. It's so it's satiating. the satiation of it, right? Because totally. you feel like you're having something that's like, it, it's like a, it feels very dessert like. That's the yeah. problem a little bit with me even eating it for breakfast because I, I feel you like almost it's, think it's a little indulgent. It is indulgent, right? Yeah, uh, that's actually very true, and 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 I have had it for desserts before, yeah. just for that very reason. Yeah. yeah. So you're right. So there's more opportunity for someone. Yeah, but, there's more, there are more occasions. Um, but what about the fact that, and people have talked about this a lot, that when you have a product that needs to be refrigerated, it's tough. It's much more difficult, it right? Is. It's difficult. Yeah. I mean, cold, cold supply chain is difficult. Building brands in refrigerated is much more difficult. Like one of the like, practical ways of building a brand is in the store with huge displays, but there's limited refrigeration space. That's right. And there's limited um, availability to like procure huge refrigerators for a big like shelf block versus like you see like these water companies like Liquid Death and they've just have like a bunch of cases stacked like to the, to the ceiling. ceiling yeah. You can't do that, but that is an effective way to build brand. So you have to get creative. But I like, like, I think I'm the type of person I've, I've reflected on this and I've figured this out about myself. Like I've never, I never thought anything in life should be easy. Like I don't expect things to be easy. And I like to sign up for things that are hard that I perceive as hard. I like doing hard things. Well, yeah, I think that's like, um, yeah, Jeff Bezos says that it's like, that's how you build reputation. You build reputation by doing hard things. Well, and again, like I was never able to articulate that until recently. I think that's part of 
just like it's in my DNA. And so I like the challenge of like, oh, well, not only is it new and better for you and blah, 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 but it's really hard because it's in, you know, the refrigerator. Right. So it's in the refrigerator. There's like all these other like I can't even imagine the different challenges you know, with COVID yeah. and the supply chain and I can't, and Brutal. having it to be in, a, in the, I mean, it, it's, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Freight. <clears throat> the freight stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, when freight overnight doubles, triples, it used to be like, you know, three grand for a container from overseas to here for goods. And it shot up to like 13, 14 grand. And like, that just puts a ton of pressure. But again, like that's, I think that's when and don't get me wrong, I bet some people on my team would have been like, Ashley was crazy during COVID. But like, I think I thrive in the challenge. In the challenge of the it. The problem solving, like the grinding it out. It's just always been in my nature. So like, but, it's like, oh, hard. Okay, bring it yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. I like to feel the pain. Like, I'm like, I, there's like, there's comfort in the discomfort. I love that. So then, okay, so now you're at the at the farmer's market. Is it, who's helping you? Is your boyfriend helping you? No, so, so Sarah, I, had a, I had a co-founder. And who was your um, co-founder, by the way, her name's Kat. She's an amazing woman. She, um, she actually, she was the one who introduced me to my fiance. They went to college together. Oh, Um, and we met at Goldman. So we were in training together, new hire training. Um, they sat us in alphabetical order by last name. Talk about like, that's so Goldman. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. So her last name was Thomas. Mine's Thompson. We sat together for six weeks and then she went, um, to Europe to work. Um, overseas for them. And then she quit, moved to Miami. Um, like I said, she she was an athlete in college. So is my fiance. They knew each other then. And then they reconnected in Miami and became really, really good friends. I went down to visit her and she introduced us. Um, and so the three of us moved out to California, Guy to be uh, you know, go become a Navy SEAL and then Kat and I to start this business. And I actually credit her for a lot of the, the flavors. Like she's a true, she's a true foodie. I'm, I, I used to, my, my thoughts on food have evolved a lot. Um, but I used to like eat to live, not live to eat. Yeah. Um, Whereas she like found much more enjoyment in like cooking and and experimenting with with different flavors and textures. Um, So she was instrumental in helping to develop um, a lot of the flavors, um, which I'm grateful for. She's awesome. So is she not involved anymore? She's not. So um, she she crazy, 28 years old, um, had a really huge health scare some heart problems, went through a really traumatic, um, experience, had to get some surgeries. It was, it was pretty brutal. And like, we started the company to make the world a a healthier place. Like the, the big problem to solve in my eyes is, um, is human health. Like environmental health, totally get it. But like, look at how many humans are suffering. And especially in America, like we are killing ourselves as a result of what we eat and what we do or don't do. And it's such a massive problem. And when, you know, when the lifestyle of building this business coupled with these unfortunate, this unfortunate event in her life and in circumstance collided, um, and she became unhealthy, it was like, okay, I got it. My health is what matters. So let me go focus on that. And it, it truly took 
24/7 focus and care to to get back wow. on on track for her. So, um she she exited the business, but she's still the biggest fan. Um she's she's part of it still and um, When did she leave then? How long ago? That was in 20 like it was late 2018 into 2019. Oh, right. Okay. So it's been a yeah, been so a it's while. been a while. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, so then how did you end up on Shark Tank? So then here you are at the oh, farmer's market. Oh my gosh. So you're, you're at the <laughs> farmer's market. We're going back that Shark market. Tank. Yeah. And then, because Mark Cuban was your investor. Yes. Right? So I want to hear that story. So okay. here, but I, okay, so this is very interesting for me because I think for a lot of people who are fearful of starting something and not following what they want to do. Yeah. And then I'd like to hear the evolution of it because I think it's super important for people and, and for myself also to understand how it worked with you. So um, here you are at the farmer's market and yes. you're making your stuff. Yeah. Then what happens? Did you have okay. any investor yet? Do you have any, are no. you just making your own? Bootstrapping. Yeah, you're just m making mush. A vow and, to poverty. Right, okay, so you're just <laughs> making mush, you're showing up at the farmer, which farmer's market were you going to? Every single one you could think of in San Diego. Okay. We were at the Little Italy Farmer's Market, La Jolla, Rancho Santa Fe, Pacific Beach, everywhere. And when you're just going with, you're just going there. Going and, there and selling this product and Honestly, like we were probably there for a little too long, but the, the most important, was I it think, called mush by the way? Back yeah. Then? Yep. Okay. Mush. Um, mush, I call it. I'm no, Canadian. mush. Mush, yeah, mush, 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 mush. You can do whatever, <laughs> whatever you please. Um, yeah. So we, we were at the farmer's markets and we were gathering a lot of consumer insights. Like what do people like about the product, right. the format, whatever it, it was it, an amazing experience, um, taught us a lot. And, um, and one of the things that taught us was no one has a fucking clue what overnight oats are. Like yeah. no one knows what this is. And we were like, educating the world is like, how are we going to educate people? in like a, a, a massive way. Yeah. Like there's like a big job to be done here. Um, how are we going to do this with no money? There's just no way. And so, um, we, we had started to sell our product in, um, like cafes and gyms and coffee shops, like little one-offs. And one of the producers of shark tank saw our product mm. and loved it. Um, it may, it might've even been, we launched in whole foods in 10 stores in the Southern Pacific region, mm -hmm. like in California in March of 2017. And by May, someone had reached out from shark tank asking if we would audition. So we audition and they were like, your co-founder's great. You're pretty boring. Like truly. And I, I mean, I'm, so, I'm a hardcore introvert. So like you are, I am, I really am. I am. So this, you don't see me. You seem but so I've, good. I've evolved. I've really have evolved. I mean, back then I was like, not afraid of my own shadow, just like so shy and nerdy and like uncomfortable. So anyway, they were like, you guys can come on, but so like, nice she needs to like up, up the energy. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I used to be my dad's business. My dad had a business partner at one point. But you're fearless. That's what's so interesting. What a dichotomy. Because I'm intense. I, yeah. I'm intense, but I'm like, I, I've always been quiet and, and shy and nerdy. 
You're like the strong, silent type, basically. Yes, I would say so. Like I, because you're fearless. You have so much like passion and intensity. I, I have fear. I think I combat it a lot. Like I fight with it. I'm a fighter. I will fight through anything to get to a better outcome. Like anything and it's not always yeah oh yeah get get along so well we say it's like in violent love because it's just (laughs) yes it's there's toiling there for sure um and that that's how it was in my house growing up too like we fought through things so there's some sort of like comfort comfort in that yeah so then okay so here we are all right so they access to to you or whatever you're, they say, okay, we're going to go on, but you have to kind of up, you know, up the energy. Up the energy yeah. Like Ashley. you gotta be Hollywood. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. I'm not Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like what you see is what you get. So I kind of like, I tried to fake it to oh. get onto the show finally. Um, but then like once we were there, I was just like, <laughs> back to my old self. Um, but it was the most amazing experience. So, so we, we get on and Honestly, it was, I was, it was the most nerve wracking experience of my life. Like I was truly, I was shaking and I wore, I like wore the worst outfit. I'm like, regret. Um, I try to not regret anything, but that outfit, I'm like, oof. And I had these like, um, like flowy pants, which I never wear. And like my legs like quivering and they're just like shaking on camera. And I'm like, what? So bad. Um, I also, so my fiance, he bought me like my first ever pair of designer shoes, a pair of Gucci slides. And I wear these, these gold Gucci slides. I still have them. I never wear them, but I wore them on the show and I walk out and the guest shark was Rohan, who's big name in, in CPG. And, um, he has brands like just say like he did the, uh, vitamin water. Everybody's yeah. very famous he got for it, that. Yeah. He's very famous for vitamin yeah. water, pop chips, um, you know, health yeah, aid, all these, yeah, these, yeah. these awesome brands. Now but poppy and poppy. Yeah. Yep. So I get out we walk out and it's like silent for 30 seconds, which feels like three hours. Like they like pan the room and whatever the, the cameras and, the first thing that comes out and they didn't put it on the show, but Rohan goes, nice shoes. <laughs> and I'll never forget it. I'm like, yes. um, and so, yeah, we pitched what have you. And a lot of the sharks, I think what they could like, everyone was so excited for us, regardless of whether they liked the product or not. They were so excited because they could tell that it was like authentic, mm-hmm. that we were putting our hearts and souls into it. We had put all of our money into it. We emptied our piggy, our piggy banks into this. How much money did you guys put of your own into it? Eventually everything. I put everything in. But at this point? Um, pretty much everything. Like we needed money. Yeah. So we were, we were there to make a deal so long as we didn't get taken advantage of. Right. Um, so how much, I mean, by the way, though, did you guys invest so far though? You and your partner? I think probably like over fifty thousand dollars each. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then like I think we we were self-manufacturing, we needed to buy equipment. So I asked my dad for some money, which um, you know, he's been so supportive, so so we were, in a, were you at a, uh, what do you call those kitchens? Um we were at a commercial a commercial kitchen. kitchen. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then eventually that was like a big, big milestone moment. for Huge. us that when we got our own place. It's so funny looking at the pictures, I'm like, wow, it's like it's like this dingy, like close to the Mexican border, this like 
super dingy. I mean, warehouse, like I think like mechanics, like were on either side of us, like not food grade. And we're like in there mixing oats with wow. bare hands. I shouldn't say that. On. No, but it's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what people do. Um, yeah. How many flavors at this point did you have? How many skews? Probably One, like five. Oh, you had five already. Yeah. Yeah. I think we had five at the time. A, a few of them don't exist anymore. Like we had cinnamon raisin peanut butter and we realized that like raisins are out. People just don't like raisins. They don't like, I don't, I hate raisins. I'm, I'm glad to hear this. Yeah. Uh, really I am. Uh, so <laughs> then like, did you, were you guys like, were you guys, did you guys have a buzz around you at this point? In no. The, at all? We like, were like the, you selling the even? ugly stepchild. You I don't were? know. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have much Were you buzz. selling though within the stores that oh, you were yeah. in? Yeah, we were. But Th there was like, there were definitely glimmers of product market fit. Um, you know, it was, it was like, it was working with a ton of support from us. So like we were, once we launched in Whole Foods, like we were demoing in the stores. So like, to, you know, right? the, the, yeah, I was, we were there. We were like demo queens, like really they're just pounding. And again, I was so shy. Like they would ask like, who started the company? I'd be like this woman named <laughs> Oh my God. I don't want to, you oh, sorry. didn't want to talk about no, it. No, like I'm just, I don't know. I don't like being in the limelight and I don't, Ugh. I don't like, I don't know. I've gotten, now I can understand the beauty of telling the story and being proud um, of, of what we've cultivated. Um, but it's so much greater than me. Like there are so many people behind it. I'm like, it's not me. It's, it's the team. It's, the world's like conspiring. What a great attitude. Okay, so I'm yeah. sorry. So get back yeah. to Shark Tank. You're in there. Rohan loves your shoes. And then what happened? Rohan loves my shoes, but he doesn't love the deal. So he starts like- How much did you ask for? We, I can't believe this. Okay. <laughs> we asked for $300,000 in exchange for 10% of the company. So $3 million valuation. Um, and, and Mark, like he was- I will never forget it. He's like, I'm going to go let everyone else speak before me, but then I'm going to like do the deal. So he was like super confident. And so he lets everyone like, you know, either I'm out or I'm totally in. This is what I like. I'm going to give you what you want. Then Rohan's like, look, I add so much value, like in so many words, like I add a ton of value because I know the space. Like, you know, if you want to blow up like pop chips, um, you know, then you should partner with me. And, um, and we're like, okay, but like what, what deal? And he wanted more equity for less, or mm -hmm. I don't know, some deal that we didn't want to do. And, um, and Mark was like, don't do that deal. I'll give you what you want and an unlimited line of credit. And like, you know, it's Hollywood. So you're like, are you serious? Like no one has an unlimited line of credit, but we loved like, regardless of like the actual tactics, we loved the fact that he was so willing to lean in yeah. and just be so supportive. And at one point, like they start bickering Rohan and Mark and, and Rohan's like, do you want to, do you want to be a true success like pop chips or change the world? And we were like, no, we want to change the world. Like we want, we want to do something good. It's not about the money. We want to truly solve a problem. Um, and the rest is history. Mark is phenomenal. I mean, he's unbelievable. He is so supportive. I can email him at any time of the day and within two minutes, like his responses to me are quicker than anyone else's. He's amazing. That's, a, can I tell you, you're like one of the, 
I think you're the fourth person to say that to me. Yeah. He's actually been an investor in a couple other people's businesses that I know. This girl, I think she has like a vegan pastrami or something. I don't yes. remember what uh, it is. Jenny. Yeah, Jenny. She's she's so sweet. Actually, you reminded me. She just emailed me asking about something. I need to email her Oh, back. really? That yes. is so funny. <laughs> I remember meeting her somewhere and she was telling me all about her vegan pastrami. Yes. And, and then like next thing you know, she's going, she's making a deal with Mark Cuban on Shark Tank. Yeah. Um, but everyone says that he, like he's amazing. He he really is. I always tell people because people love to ask about Shark Tank, Mark Cuban. Yeah. Well, he's supposed to be on this podcast, by the way, twice. And, it, and it, it's always like rescheduled. You can tell him that I really would love him to be on this podcast. I'll, I'll I'm going to email him. Could you? Like, you need to get over here right he now. He said he's going to. My, my he friend. Will. He will. Okay, he we'll will. He will. It takes him. Yeah. I don't know. I, I want to promise you that, but I, I do like holding my promises. I'll, we'll work on him yes, together. Cause I did actually, he emailed me back. He would have so much fun. Oh my, but, but, and he's got great stuff to, to share. He's well, awesome. He's amazing. Of all those sharks. Oh yeah. He's the real deal. He, he's the real sure. deal. And he he's is. like, he's like, he makes the show now. Like he's the star of that entire He does. Thing. He can be like such a ham sometimes. He, he, but and he, he, everyone wants to work with him. Yeah. I mean, because obviously he's awesome. But yes, he's been, he's been incredible. I always tell people like I've gone to the Mark Cuban school of business. Like he it's truly like just sound advice and like, strategic advice like he won't get into the tactics of things like how to get this done but he's like here's how the world works and here's what you should be thinking about when making xyz decision right. like whenever it's really hard he's really great and that's, that's what you want that's what you want more from our guest but first a few words from our sponsor by now you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies you might even already be investing in them but did you know that you can invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right, with iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free and iTrust has no account opening fees and no monthly fees. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. With iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Sign up today and receive a hundred dollars funding bonus when you open and fund an account. Visit itrust.capital slash hustle to start investing today. That's itrust.capital slash hustle. Taxes and conditions apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Inc. does not provide legal investment or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. And now to our next sponsor. A change of season always means longer days, better outdoor activities, and more ways to get healthier, including checking in on your health and wellness. With Everly Well, you can take action today by taking one of their at-home lab tests or by adding their vitamins and supplements into your daily routine. 
With over 30 at-home lab tests, you'll be able to choose a test that makes the most sense for you to get the answers you need, like women's health tests, food sensitivity tests. There's so many to choose from. Here's how it works. Everlywell ships products straight to you with everything needed in one package. It is so convenient. And then you can share the results with your doctor and they can help guide your next steps. It is so simple to use. And like I said, so convenient. And for listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash habits. That's Everlywell, E-V-E-R-L-Y-W-E-L-L dot com slash habits for 20% off your next at-home lab test. So then yeah. he made this deal with you because yep. a lot of times people make these deals on Shark Tank and, and they, don't, they go, don't do it. Yeah, they don't go well, through. Well, because they don't pass in diligence. Mm. Like Mark wants to do these deals. I mean, he's a businessman. Right, right. He, 10% of the company for 300 grand, like he wants to get that deal done. He knows that that's venture, the probability of success, like the expected payout is beyond, beyond. whatever. Yeah, so he wants to get it done and we pass diligence. I mean, we're really honest about everything what we ad- yeah like i think a lot of people get up there and i think so too they just don't even like i don't know like they don't maybe they don't know better and and then it just doesn't go through it doesn't happen yeah yeah and like he was yeah so we we really wanted to get it done he really wanted to get it done um we closed and we never looked back it was so i remember the day the money hit the account and i was like no like at, at Goldman, like totally. you see these, like, you know, we're doing billion dollar transactions, exactly, exactly. but it looks like funny money when it was like in the bank of America bank account. I'm like, there's no way this that, is like too cool. And then like, did that just catapult you guys? Because it did it like, it kind of like loosened up. I think of capital as like, um, like either constricting or loosening up the operating environment and, and. I think constraints in the operating environment can really breed creativity, but like there comes a point where it's so constricting that you can almost feel suffocated a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, like we, we, we don't know, we can't get out of our own way. Yeah. And that, that like cushion of capital allowed us, you know, capital increases your risk tolerance and it, 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 it can enable you to dream a little bit bigger, to think about doing things a little bit differently, to take on a little more risk. And that's exactly what it did. It was like just enough to make us feel like, okay, this is the next thing we need to do. Whereas I think before we were kind of like, we need this machine, but we don't have the money and we don't trust any of these investors and blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. Um, You know, we haven't raised a lot partially because I'm so skeptical of people. Yeah, you're discerning. <laughs> yeah. That's you, and like you should be. And, you know, yeah, I I um, you know, I take what I do very seriously and I'm I'm very discerning about who's around the table yeah. and for what reason. Um, and I've just I've always wanted it to sort of unfold organically because I think that that's the best way it should unfold, not yeah. like force fit anything. I think that's where a lot of founders go wrong. It's like they just get ahead of themselves and it starts to become like uncontrollable. That's I think happens a lot of the time. A lot. It's sad too. It, and it's sad. Because exactly. they mean well. They're like excited. Exactly. And you don't know what you don't know. And a lot of times. You don't know. 
you don't know what you don't know. And then like you, you know, you have, unfortunately you learn afterwards, right? That becomes your mistake that you have to learn from. Totally. And, and you can't unwind it. Like once you raise, you can't go back. And that was something like, again, back to, you know, Bezos, I, I, um, he's, he's incredible. So bright, um, has a lot of great like frameworks for decision-making, which I think is really important. And, um, one of his is the one-way door Mm -hmm. decisions. Like, is it a one-way door decision or a two-way door? If it's a two-way door, you know, you can go through it. And if it's not the right door to go through, you go right back and you sort of course correct. But one-way door, like you literally cannot reverse. What's a one-way door? You know, having a child. What's a one-way door? Raising capital. So like make sure when you walk through that door that it's with every ounce of conviction you have because you can't reverse it. That's so true. It's such a wonderful piece of advice too. Yeah. He does have a lot of these because I mean- Oh, he's so bright. Brilliant. I mean, bright is like an understatement, right? Yeah. Uh, And so when your show hit- was your sh- when your show was on TV though? Yeah, it aired in November of 2017. So we had launched in Whole Foods in March, and then it aired in November. It was wild. Was it mayhem? Like, did you cra- did you crash the internet? Like the two, your website? In two days, we got half a million dollars worth of orders, and we had no way of fulfilling. Yeah. even a tenth of it. It was that was a traumatic time, actually. Like. Uh, So we got, we aired right around Thanksgiving. We didn't finish shipping those orders that had come in in those two days until the end of March. Wow. Because we had no supply. Back then. So like- We had run out of cups. It was the haul. I mean, every- Talk again, no planning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's you what, plan. Got, that's that's what you, got us. We just, they, they, the, the numbers that they had told us to project were very different from what we had received. So we what just, were you projecting? I mean, not 10,000 orders. It was nuts. It was nuts. It was like, I thought maybe 1,000, 2,000, like again, like a 10th of the volume. Yeah. Um, no, it was insane. And, and by the time that we had, like, we started shipping the first wave of orders, then some of those people would reorder. So it just kept snowballing and we didn't ship. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a dark time. We pulled, I am not, I really am not kidding. We pulled 10 all nighters in the month of December. My dad who runs a business came out for two weeks to help. Really? Yeah. I mean, like my fiance's mom came out for two weeks. She was like cooking and helping. It was nuts. At one point, I'll never forget it. It's like February. I'm like ready to break down. I was, I honestly was like exhaustion. Yeah. Um, and I email Mark. I'm like, Mark, like, we don't know, like, should we shut down the web? Like, what do we do? Yeah. Like, we are so underwater and it feels like there's no end in sight. Like I'm, I'm like gassed right now. And he's like, just stop what you're doing. Go home and take a shower, go to bed. Don't ship anything for the rest of the day and get some sleep. And tomorrow you're going to go back and you're going to keep going. <laughs> And don't shut the website off. <laughs> really? Yes. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll do that. Like I needed someone to tell me what to do in that moment. Cause I was like fraught with like, just, I was overwhelmed. But also how could you not be? And also, isn't this like a very pivotal moment for companies because yeah. you don't have any product and you know, comp- you have one 
one chance to make a good impression, right? First chance to yeah. make a first impression. And honestly, I think we probably didn't make a good impression to a lot of people. And like I, it, I, I try not to look back on that too much because I, you know, quite frankly, I'm like, God, I feel so bad. Like we always want to have the best interactions, but you learn these lessons in exactly. blood and you, you can't look back. You got to keep moving forward. So I will never, I'm like a maniac about product now. Now you're for sure. You learn from that. I mean, I'm a maniac. Like if it, it's all about the product, everything, like you will solve everything with amazing product, profit, the people you hire, your sales, distribution, it's about the product. And it just, it is like, it, that's, that's all it is. It's what keeps the lights on. It's what, it's like what like facilitates commerce. Exactly. That's a great, so. that's, that's what all, all amazing founder CEOs say when they have a product that, you know, basically like a consumption product or yeah. like a, that you're serving people yeah. with. Like at, at the end of the day, that's all people care about. Yeah. Yeah. Tastes good. T high quality. Well, yeah. And also all for food, especially at the end of the day, it can be as healthy as, as, you, as you want it to be. But if it tastes like shit, no one's going to buy it anyway. No, I don't care what anyone says. Like I see a lot of, I, I get introduced to a lot of early stage mm -hmm. CPG now because they're like, oh, you made it. I'm like, I have not made it. Oh my God. I feel yeah. like this is making me. Um, <laughs> I do not make it. It makes me. Yeah, right, right. But um, that's like, I, I had an idea, Guy Raz, like how I built this. Mm -hmm. It really should be how this built me. Yeah. Because it truly like changes 100%. you as a human. But anyway, that's a, very um, true. That's a, that's a good spinoff. Yeah, it's it's the product. And obviously, without a shadow of a doubt, the people. I mean, you have to surround yourself with amazing people. I'm it's hard to find fortunate. really good people. You're lucky in that way that you were able to, uh, especially now pre post COVID, it's even more complicated, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, but how did you find the rest? How did you get to the recipes? Because here you're making it. You told me you went from the from mixing with the yogurt that you did at, yep. at Goldman, how did you kind of figure out the recipes for all these skews? Were you doing it? Did you hire a, a person to come on and no, do that it was, with you? it was a lot of experimentation. Um, and we drew inspiration from like traditional yogurt flavors, traditional oatmeal flavors, um, you know, d dessert flavors, websites, et cetera. Um, I mean, we, it was just, it's all about experimentation, like iterating, 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 constantly iterating, constantly. And then, and getting ideas, even from consumers, like listen to people like, oh, I like your blueberry and I put banana in it. It's like, oh, okay. What should we, we play with banana? That. And like, what about that? Or like, oh, I put, you know, walnuts on top of this one. I'm like, oh, what if we experimented with that? One. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, so then, okay. So all that happens. And did, when was your next raise your next? Yeah. So great question. We, so we closed that deal in 2017 and then we didn't raise again until 2019 from the founders of RX bar. So Peter Ray Hall, um, Jared Smith, and then their right hand who essentially, um, built the sales and, mm -hmm. and marketing team, um, Sam McBride. And, um, you know, I had been introduced to Peter, um, in 2018 at one point and we got on the phone and I was kind of like, eh, okay. 
I guess he's, I guess he figured it out. Like, I don't know. It was like, kind of like a blah conversation, like nice and and awesome, but whatever. And then, um, my younger sister, um, had moved to Chicago. And so I went to visit her and again, I started to, I, I, I got into that same sort of mode of feeling like we're so constricted from an operating perspective. Like, what do I do? Like, I don't want to raise, I, I don't want to, like, I don't want another partner. I want to just keep focusing heads down, but like, I think we need capital, all this stuff. So I reached out to Peter again. I was like, Hey, I'm in Chicago. Do you have like a few minutes? Just want to chat with you about like what I'm thinking. Did you go through the same thing? And like in minutes, he's like, yeah, come to my office, met him and hit it off. I mean, we, I think Peter, Sam and I spoke for three hours just chatting and they were like, well, why don't we invest? And I was like, uh, okay, I guess. And that was it. And never looked back. And now they're like some of my biggest fans, biggest mentors. I, I adore Peter and Sam and Jared. They're That's amazing. Amazing. So how much did they give you? A million dollars. And that was in 2019, 2019. Um, yeah. And they also have the experience. They, they were really good strategic partners as well. They're yeah, just money. In the business, they're in the business and they get great exit, like great exit, an amazing story, but even more importantly, like they are really good people. people. Yeah. They're good humans. And I love that Peter, Peter is a true entrepreneur. I mean, truly just totally gets it. Like when you take money from people who haven't operated, mm-hmm. There's like a, like a structural, like cognitive dissonance. Like there's just, there's just something blocking the like neurons. Like you can't relate and he can totally relate. relate. Like totally. And it's comforting because everyone says it's like a lonely journey. It really is. And when you can share sort of the, you know, what you're grappling with and, and have someone truly like connect and be interested and engage. It's super rewarding. That's amazing. Yeah. So very how, lucky. You're very, so I'd say you're, you, you've kind of been not, but you create your own luck, right? Like these totally. are, I don't believe in just luck for luck. I mean, you created your own luck in yeah. every in every step of the way. How much of the company did you have to give up for the million? Um, that was 10%. I think we another had raised 10, yeah. at a $10 million valuation. So again, another 10%. And then by, by that point though, were you already in other retailers besides Whole Foods or? Yeah, we had started to, um, to branch out from Whole Foods. We were in a few other retailers, but we were still, I mean, really quite small. Mm. I think by then we had like truly proven out the, the concept um, that like, okay, this could be, this could be a brand like it's it's not um you know we we know how to make good decisions there's clearly some sort of product market fit um and and i think they were really great coming in at that point because what we then needed to learn um was something that they could could truly support us with which is like people and hiring and like um you know, commercialization strategy and what have you, like sales and marketing plans. They had just gone through it. Yeah. They were a few years ahead of us. Um, did they start so, their own fund or they just did a one-off with you? It's so funny. No, they, yeah, they started to, it wasn't a formal fund. They started to invest with one another. Um, and they were pretty cute with it. They, uh, 
there they formed an LLC to invest in into Mush, and it was called the Breakfast Club. So, oh, it's so cute. Yeah, it was really cute. It was so funny. When I saw that come through on like the term sheet, yeah. I was like, oh, these guys are funny. That's awesome. Yeah. And so since then, then did you do another round or um we we did with our existing investors and then a few other folks who've been mentors of mine from fi- from our finance days. Mm-hmm. So um and and then Mark as well. Yeah. So our, our existing investors and then um a guy named Doug who has had a f- tremendous career. Um, he's in the private equity space um, in for the energy sector. He is, I think, one of the brightest people I've ever met. I mean, really, what a what a machine! What a machine! So bright. He had gotten his start at Goldman. He became a partner there, then left. Had this insane private equity career. Um, truly amazing. He's a really, and he's awesome. Like so fun to be around. Like, again, you're like, oh, they might be stiff. Yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. He is like the most progressive, like so fun, always down to have a good time and like truly just like normal, normal. See, that's normal. That's the word. You know, <laughs> that's the word. I didn't want to be rude, but yeah, uh, you know what? I mean, what's normal, but, but I- But no, but you know, just like- who can uh, connect yeah. to people. I mean, yeah, he can, honestly, that's his superpower is yeah. connecting. He is so good with people. Which company, which uh, fund is he or which uh, firm is he? I think he? it's called Energy Capital Partners, ECP. And he's out of New York? huge, yeah. billions and billions. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, out of New York. Actually, he spends time in New York, Miami and, and California. Mm. So he actually used to go to the Rancho Santa Fe Farmer's Market. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And he probably remembers your product there or? I, you know, he, he didn't. Um, but I was like, Doug, how did you not run into us? But yeah, he used to, he used to go to that farmer's market. So Doug, and then, um, another amazing, super bright human Quincy, um, who actually Sarah introduced me to. So one of, one of her dear friends who, again, had a phenomenal, successful career in finance. And then one of the partners at Goldman, who I looked up to all the time, he, I absolutely love him. His name is Rob Camacho. He's now at Blackstone, um, doing like structured debt. Yeah. Managing director there. He became like a super young partner. Actually, Sarah worked with Rob on the same desk. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm sure there's something to it that I think people are comfortable and you tell me if you, if you think this yeah. because of your background that like, you know, I, be, and in my opinion, this is my opinion, I feel that people invest in people more than the product. Right. Totally. And that's, and I, I feel that you're so solid as a, someone who'd be running a company and founder with your background and just even speaking with you now that it, it helps so much when people like it's easier to raise money with someone like you than someone who doesn't have that pedigree behind them right yeah i i completely agree i think like one of the biggest blessings was that i got my start in finance like it's like yeah it's huge business it's like the product the people and the funding and like that, that funding portion, like it can't be overlooked. You can really screw up a company with the wrong, mm-hmm. um, you know, capitalization or funding strategy. And I, so I was very 
I'm very comfortable with the financing of the business. I think that's been a, a big advantage. Like mm -hmm. I don't waste a lot of time figuring that out because I sort of I understand how how right. it works. Um, and I think, yeah, I think they like all the investors around the table right now, they've all, I think, for sure invested in me and my vision. And the product does matter. Like it, 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 you know. Um, even these smart, smart guys around the table, like they want to, they want to see it succeed. And they know that a large portion of it is how you execute. Mm -hmm. But like, I, they were all super excited by the fact that this product wasn't like a me too product. It was really like new and novel. Like people, it, it hasn't been done before. Um, but now there's a lot of me too's, right? Yeah, there, Although there I are. Really, I, I feel like there are, but then I can't think of any at the time. At the moment. I know a lot of people say that they're like, there's a bunch of products coming out. I'm like, yeah, uh, but then not, I don't, it, not, not that many. Actually, yeah. Now that I think about yeah. It. I mean, there are like in competition it's here, it'll come. Um, but again, like a business is not a zero sum game. So I, I rarely think about it because yeah. I'm like, if just because another company pops up doesn't mean that we can't exist. Like there are Coca-Cola and Pepsi. Right. Exists. Well, like, you have an abundance it, mindset, not like the scarcity mindset. Yeah. Type of well, and that's funny you say that because I do think I grew up with a scarcity mindset and I've really had to work on that. You have to have an abundance mindset. But I feel I, maybe you grew up with it. You started with that, but yeah. then you saw abundance. Yeah. So maybe it, over your life, it evolved it, into this. It has. Naturally, I yeah. would imagine. Yeah. What is your like revenue now, your annual revenue? Um, and did COVID, did COVID kill you or make you or? COVID did not kill us. No, it certainly slowed I think slowed us down a little bit because retailers were not um, like authorizing new products mm -hmm. as readily or as, as quickly. Um, but we sort of like just kept going, charged through. I think we were at the perfect place um, and size of business to really weather the storm. Like we weren't too big, you know, I would say like over $50 million where it's like really tough to like continue to grow if retailers aren't authorizing. Cause a lot of your distributions coming from new doors. So revenue 50. No, like oh, we okay. weren't over wow. 50. Oh. We're approaching. Um, and, and then we weren't That's too good. small. Yeah. We weren't too small such that, um, you know, if you're a million dollars and like no one's authorized, like you just, you can't get traction in COVID because it's just so noisy and every, no one cares about your new product. Everyone cares about surviving. Right. And also I feel like so many brands just went bankrupt because they couldn't yeah, like brands who they couldn't, they, they couldn't sustain themselves because they were in this growth period. I know. Like and the tide sort of goes out and yeah. you're caught with your pants down. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And the, and the fact that I, how much of your sales are online versus retail? We actually don't have a big direct to consumer business. We, so two things, one, the infrastructure in America is not built out well enough for, um, refrigerated I was products say, because of the refrigerator problem and like a lot of people are doing it but right. it's not economical like it it does the unit economics do not make sense so when i think about asset allocation like time energy financial capital human capital and you know d to c yeah it might be some there's some size of prize but the profitability of it is next to nothing mm -hmm. i'm not going to put a ton of assets behind that um instead i'm going to 
go to what's tried and true, which is the retail business. Right. So we've been really focused on that. The other idea I have, or like the other thought I have around direct to consumer is that it's, it's amazing to me that no one's called out just how impactful it is from an environmental perspective. Like that has a huge impact on carbon footprint, mm -hmm. all the corrugate, all the ice packs, all the, um, the insulation, the, the, the FedEx trucks to drive it, the planes, whatever. It is so much more, it's way healthier for the environment to go to stores and buy goods, a lot of goods at, at once. One I agree with it's you. Crazy. I'm surprised that nobody ever talks about like No one about talks that. about it. They don't talk about that at all. And but I'm, they're like every, like death to plastic. And I totally get it. Plastic's an issue too. But well, what about 100%. us delivering like a paperclip on a Sunday? Well, it's like, think about it's it. Crazy. How, you know, I come, I mean, I get so many boxes, just product people want me to try, whatever. With... The amount of packaging. of packaging that goes Crazy. not just the actual box, but in the box is absurd. I'm absurd. throwing out so much stuff every single day. So and much. nobody ever does talk about that. There, it is insane. Go Google it and it like there's no literature on it. It's un I'm like, how is the world not woken up to this? That's what I don't understand. It's crazy. But you know, the problem is. Uh, people cannot get into retail. It's very difficult because you need to have so competitive. You, you, so competitive. Mm -hmm. You need to have a distribution channel. You need to have. You got to like. Don't you? And I. You tell me that the demos in itself are are so extremely expensive. expensive. Yeah. You need a budget for these things, and most yep. companies now are so they're struggling. They have no other choice but to do it vis-a-vis -vis Amazon and or their website. Yeah, it's like. There's a lot of short-term gain to be had digitally, but again, it's short-term. One of the most amazing lessons that Goldman ever taught us was the idea of being long-term greedy mm -hmm. and not greedy. Like greed I say that like, exactly long-term greedy. I say yeah. that all the, all the time. Yeah. That's it. I mean, at least where I heard it the first time was Goldman, like be long-term greedy, like do the right thing by, by our um, customers for the long-term, like foster that long-term relationship, mm -hmm. get the revenue that's sustainable, like that coupon every year. Don't do things in the moment just because you might be able to get a big pop. Um, and I think a lot of, it's just easier. Like it's, yeah, People anyone can throw anything up on the internet. It's hard to get into retail, but it's is extremely it, hard. It's sticky and it's, it's certainly like, it has bigger legs. Can you tell me a couple for, for people starting out or for on, like entrepreneurs or people who would want to be entrepreneurs, what would you tell me, what would be the biggest lesson that you've learned and one of the best qualities that you need to have to become an entrepreneur? Ugh. Biggest lesson learned. All right. Qualities. Okay. I think I could answer that one and I'll have to think about the other. Humility, like no ego. I think in order to learn, you need to be humble. You need to know that you don't know everything and that you're coming to know things throughout the journey. So I think humility, I think discipline, I mean, <laughs> It's like, like consistency. Melissa Wood talked a lot about consistency and like consistently showing up every day. That's discipline. It's like, it's focus. And I think it's so underrated. Like think about like, it's like a similar concept to compound interest. Like 
just some gains every year that compound on itself. That focus does the same. And before you know it, like your trajectory is just off to the moon. So that focus day after day, year after year, super important. Focusing for an uncommonly long period of time. I think that's really hard. As humans, we we crave novelty, mm-hmm. but we, we have to stick on the path. Um, and then, um, yeah, discipline, humility, perseverance, um, vision, I think confidence in self, like you just, you, you have to, you have to have confidence and then probably final thing, passion. Like you have to be passionate about what you're doing because it is so hard. It will bog you down. So if you don't, if you're not connected to what you're doing emotionally, metaphysically, I think it's really easy to just, you know, go hop to the next thing. Yeah. Um, it's that passion, that will to like do and create, um, that I think carries you really far. And then I, I think surrounding yourself with amazing people, it's so important. You know, everyone talks about like, you're the average of the five people you spend yeah. your most time with. And it's so true. Like you're, you, as a human, you learn from others and those others need to know more than what you do, mm-hmm. um, th- than, than what you know today. And so I constantly try to so- surround myself with people who, who can add to my perspective, cultivate it, make, make me better. Um, the biggest lesson I learned in business or so far is like, it's just hard Um, you have to get really comfortable with making hard decisions. And when you don't, like you avoid pain in the moment, but it comes back to haunt you Mm -hmm. in such big ways. And it's really tough. Like I recommend this book by Ben Horowitz. He um, is one of the founders of Andreessen Horowitz, big Silicon Valley um, venture fund, super successful and so bright. But he wrote a book called The Hard Thing About Hard Things. And like, that's exactly it. Like hard shit is just hard. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you gotta like, you gotta grapple with it yeah. and it's uncomfortable, but you gotta do it. Hard decisions, um, gotta make them hard conversations. And like, I was pretty inept at like interacting with humans. I have like pretty low interpersonal sensitivity. Like my emotional intelligence, like was not super high, like EQ, Um, and I've had to really, that's been a, um, you know, an an area of learning for me, uh, and it's been difficult, but so necessary. Like you have to motivate people, work with people. Um, so it's funny that you're saying that you have a low EQ because I don't know if you're saying, I don't know anymore, but but like I did, it's because you're being being very humble (laughs) because you don't see, like you're saying you're like awkward. Yeah. But you don't have. To me, you can't picture you, it, but like I wish I really can. I wish I had like footage. I don't know. Like I, I wish is I she could. much better now. I am. Yeah, I don't no. think so either. I mean, just I'll, I'll send some photos from high school. Will you? Okay, yeah, I'm like this dweeby, ninety pounds, soaking wet braces. I mean, I came in and they were like are you in sixth grade? Like, like, and it was, I mean, it was remarkable. My, my best friend as a freshman 
was like this beautiful woman and womanly and athletic. And there I am, like my backpack weighs more than me. Like I was that person. I really was. I was. You are so funny to me. Uh, really, you are. I feel, okay, I, wait, I have one other question I wanted to ask you that was yeah, sorry, relevant. No, no, I, I actually love that you're saying this. It's actually so endearing. And I, that's why I want to be your friend now. But, um, <laughs> if, if you'll take you're me. You're like, you uh, need a friend. You no, know, because I know I, I like you. I would because love that. You seem so, uh, you, you actually seem genuinely like down to earth and authentic. And I think that's, those are very, truly rare qualities. People can act that they are that way, but they're not really, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I see a lot of people like that, but you just seem like you really are, what you see is what you get. And I think that's, that's part true. of, but I think that's part of the success here because if you are that way, chances are your product is going to be similar. You it's know? authentic. It is. And Mush like, is like the, it's like a physical form of represent, me. Okay. Yeah. Because by the way, the ingredients, they are clean. Like there's nothing in there. There's no added yeah. sugar. There's no. really like. No added sugar, no artificial flavors or colors, no preservatives. And we're going to continue to make it clean as clean as possible. But I'm a big believer in that. Like there's so many products that position themselves as better for you. And maybe to some degree they are, but like there's fillers in there. There's stuff that like you, you can't buy right. in the market. I mean, like ours are made with like fruits and oats and almonds um, and water. Yeah. Like it's basic stuff that we just happen to put together for you. Why are they so small, those little six ounces? Like, why can't you make a bigger one? Cause I'm starving. Like, yeah, I like, eat two. Like, I mean, I was gonna say, am I, just, I the only I eat one two. who eats no, two? No, I eat two. But okay, I'm so glad you bring this up because one of the best ways to tell whether or not a product is truly good for you, have two in a row. And if you don't like, if your stomach doesn't start gurgling or you got gas or what have you, yeah. it's truly a good product. And like, you can eat too much and be totally fine, really? but you can't eat too Quest Bar. Like no, that's no, no, going to no, hurt no. you. No, no, no. That's that. You're going to regret eat, that. I know. Well, the problem, Me too. I, I think there's like a, a, that's where I think there's like a, a place in the market. Cause I feel there's no, I have not yet found a protein bar okay. that is really clean and and satiating yep. and you feel like you feel like you like feel good. like good about it i cannot find them they say they're yeah. clean and then you look at all the ingredients or the 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 ratios are not they're it's like really clean and then brown rice syrup i'm like what right. is that right or tapi there's a lot of tapioca. tapioca yeah there's like a lot of binders in in bars because like yeah. that's what keeps the texture together it's it's tough we need some some innovators and then very can you make a can you make a protein bar why not you can make anything yeah i mean <laughs> i mean can't we i mean can't we like as if it's my, we if should. my company you know? why don't we we should experiment we sh i'm telling you i really believe there is a market for this because people come to me i get 10 10 DMs probably a week being like, Hey, I'm wondering, you know, I really am looking for a, a protein bar and I've never been able to give anybody like, like something, a solid like recommendation. A solid recommendation. The, I will say plug to Peter. I think he did a phenomenal job. You know, that there's some, some cons, but a lot of pros to that product. And I think they're very good and you can eat two and feel they're clean. Totally fine. I will give them that yeah. The problem I have with it, the taste. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like what it's we date. said at the, yeah, it's date. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like 
Yeah, I guess. I just feel like it is super clean. Maybe that's why. I don't think so. But it comes down to the taste. And the taste to me is just not, I don't feel after I finish it that like, oh, that's satiating. It's that satiation that's Got the it. problem. Yep. Which is, I, I like, I think mush so delivers on that. Like you feel. You feel satiated. Feel satiated. But you know what I think will be a great, maybe, if, maybe you can do, maybe we can, if you make like a mush with that, with that yogurt in a bar form. Oh yeah. Can you do that? Oh yeah. Add like protein to that and create yep. a bar form. Let's do it. I'm serious. I think Let's that would be a it. great product. I think it would be too. Cause your products are very tasty. Like it's yeah. super, it's like, it's super tasty. Totally. And it has know, to taste like good. Here. It has to taste good. It has to taste good. No it has one, to deliver. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Another one that's amazing that I've found, like they're Canadian. Have you tried the um, midday squares? Yeah, Um, I have not. I'm gonna give you some. Do you love them? I really like them. I think they're delicious. I've given away. I'm not even exaggerating. Probably a thousand bars. No, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Wow, that's how many bars. I mean, I'm like a huge fan because if you're gonna eat chocolate, yeah, is it? Is it? Is it super healthy? It's chocolate. Okay. No, I think yeah. It's chocolate. Yeah. But they do a fantastic job. You like the taste. I, in terms of I like the taste. The peanut butter ones are delicious. Yep. And they do a fantastic job with their marketing, with their branding, yep. with they're creating like a media company around themselves. Yeah. Yep. Um and they they have a huge evaluation. I mean, it's like very high. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but that's a whole other story, but as a product that I've seen like I've been following them for a long time and yeah i think they're doing a really good job and like you, you feel okay eating it right because it's the protein content they add fiber to it blah 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 yeah but um that's still not a protein bar no it's chocolate not in the yeah it's chocolate like i'm yeah. not eating that for breakfast and, and i think they've positioned it in that way yeah. like they're like not trying to be chocolate. something that they're yeah functional chocolate yep. yeah i mean yep. it's delicious yeah but my point is i there's very few brands and I get like tons of stuff that I've ever been like that excited about. Yeah. You know, that you, cause you can, that you can really integrate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like something I always think about product development. Like you have to, I think the products worthy of developing are things that you can eat every day. Exactly. Integrate into your day-to-day life. Every day. Like it's not a treat. It's not a once a time thing. It's an all the time thing. Totally. That's the stuff that really excites me. I think that's, there's a lot of power in that. I agree. So what do you, what's, what's the next iteration for mush? Maybe a bar. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm serious. I'm I'm going to follow up with you about this because I'm serious. Let's do it. Um, no, there's definitely some cool concepts in the, in the bar space. I think What's next is continuing to 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 beat the drum with this current line. Maybe come out with some amazing flavors. The best flavor hasn't been released yet. I will say. What is it? Should I should I mention it? Tell it's me. my favorite. What is it? Chocolate peanut butter. It's so good. Oh my god! You have chocolate. First of all, that's my, that's the, I, yeah. Okay. You love chocolate peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, I do. I love chocolate peanut me butter. Me too. I mean, anyone who's in fitness loves a good chocolate peanut butter anything that's right? why i want to give you this midday like square. nike should make chocolate peanut butter sneakers like uh, brown and whatever a hundred percent like there it's it would it would kill it i and so anyway this flavor is phenomenal and it's got some great protein when is it coming out 
January. Because We're talking double digit protein content. Really? Yeah. So that I'm could excited. be a game changer. Yeah. That could be a game changer. Well, what here took we so go. long? <sighs> My stubbornness, honestly. I hate saying this. Peter will kill me. He'll also be like, what took so long? Yeah. He's been he's been beating me upside the head with this. You know, what took so long is like, I, I think quite frankly, and there's no excuse, it's just the reality of it. We focus on the product, we found product market fit to some degree, and then it was a true concerted effort on building the team to scale the product. And that was the part that took the most time for me to learn. Yeah. Like I was, I had to like really invest executive coach, like reading books about how to win friends and influence people. I mean, like one of the chapters, like smile. I'm like, yeah. okay, I got to smile. You didn't know that? <laughs> no. Like, like I can like, help you with all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh my no. gosh. So I like truly, when I say like people and affiliation and tribes, like I'm like a lone wolf sometimes. Um, and it just didn't come naturally to me. Just was not, it's just not in my DNA, but I've been able to, I think like anyone, you can learn how to do anything if you put your mind to it. And I've, I've really had to learn how to cultivate those skills and it took a lot of time and energy. And so I, I probably, I don't regret it, but like there was a, a shift in focus. And, and so now, now that I uh, have a great team around me who who can manage people well. <laughs> and you can just focus on what you're good focus at. Focus on product and, and growth and all the other stuff. So I'm really lucky in that sense. I have the most amazing team. That's amazing. I'm going to have to wrap this up because it's been forever. Yes. And I, um, but we, I, I actually want you to come back on there because I, I actually have a ton of questions that I haven't even gotten to. I'll come anytime. Any excuse to come see you, use the gym, the pool. I'm serious. As long I, as I can stay here for a few you, days. You can stay here for as long as you want. I wasn't joking. I mean, I'm telling you, I think you. I really love the story. And I, and, uh, I like, it's just been so long and people are probably like, can we just, you know, pot, like it's like two hours or however long it's been, but, no, and I have someone you. of course waiting, but people buy mush. It's delicious. You can buy it anywhere. I buy it sprouts. You can buy it whole foods. You can buy it anywhere. Right? Yes. Yeah. Sprout. Not anywhere. We're working That's on that. True. We want to, we want to make it accessible everywhere, but Sprouts, Whole Foods, um, some Costco, Target. We've got some great distribution, some amazing retail partners, and I highly recommend going and getting some. I, I, I do too. The apple cinnamon is delicious. And then peanut butter, I can't wait to try. But Well, you'll be one of our first uh, recipients. So. Absolutely. I hope so. Well, thank VIP. you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Pleasure to be here. Um, we're going we're gonna to say okay. goodbye. Bye. Habits and hustle, time to get it rolling. Stay up on the grind, don't stop, keep it going. Habits and hustle from nothing into something. All out, hosted by Jennifer Cohen. Visionaries, tune in, you can get to know them. Be inspired, this is your moment. Excuses, we ain't having that. The Habits and Hustle Podcast, powered by Habit Nest. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. 
I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.